0: Hello, hello, and welcome to a bonus edition of the Jeff and Josh Parrot and Bear podcast. This isn't the Hot Sheet podcast because we're done with Hot Sheet for the year, but our podcast will roll on, and it is a special edition of this podcast because we are talking about the Arizona Fall League, the greatest six weeks of the year, of this year, of any year, of the baseball calendar. If you know me, you know I like the fall league the same way J.J. Cooper likes the Rule 5 draft and the same way normal people like normal things. Jeff, your first fall league was last year. Did you love it as much as I love it? Yeah,
1: I really enjoyed my time out there. Um, You know, having the opportunity to double up on multiple days. So you can realistically see, you know, two-thirds of the league on on a most, most nights. So you can cover the league pretty quickly, get a good look at a variety of really talented players. I think the, the value there for me, and I think in some ways, there's um, some similarities like the Cape Cod league and West coast talent where, you know, I don't really get to see players that play, you know, in the California league or the Texas league, or, you know, say uh, Southern league frequently, um, so, so being able to see those players um, over, you know, multiple games in a variety of situations, hitters against, you know, righties and lefties, et cetera. Um, I think that has a lot of value. Uh, plus it's getting colder out here at that point in time and it's warm out there. Uh, so that's pretty nice as well. And just the, you know, the whole vibe parks aren't like overly crowded or crazy or anything either. So uh, and, you know, Fall Stars game was was a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in again and, you know, having. Uh, looked over the rosters fairly heavily over the last few hours, um, I have some favorites and, you know, I have a couple squads in particular. I'm, I'm really excited to see.
0: Yeah. And this year, um, Jeff is going the week that the Fall Stars game will be held. I'm going the opening two weeks, save for that last Saturday, which uh, unfortunately I will miss. the The new one of the new features of this year's Fall League, which is a triple header at the Arizona Diamondbacks Park Chase Field. So all three games will be played there on October fifteenth, but I will be departing that day for, for back to come back home. Um, I will be there, you know, getting my fill of the Fall League and a little bit of instructs in there too. So there will probably be days where I sort of triple up, you know, maybe see the first two or three innings, four innings, whatever it is, the fall league game, then mosey on over to that particular site's backfields, see whatever, um, or vice versa, or however it may be. And then go to the night game um, and take a lot of video and see a lot of prospects and do a lot of, you know, the, the stuff I, I, wait all year for it's the best time of the year. Like I said, in the intro, but we got the rosters a little bit ago and As usual, they look great right now. Now the caveat being there's going to be some changes. There will be, uh, I don't know what they will be, but they're there every year. The fall league rosters look great on roster release day. They also look great on opening day, but there's going to be changes in between. Some of the guys you see here won't be there now. They might, you know, they're all, well, not they're all, a lot of them are still playing in the minor leagues. um, And if they're farm system decides okay we've had enough we don't need to get you six more weeks or three more weeks or whatever it may be of the fall league then they'll just cut it and replace it with someone else but right now all we can talk about is the guys who are on the current roster so let's take a look jeff let's just go down the the uh the groups alphabetically and start with i believe that would be i can do my alphabet uh the glendale desert dogs you got that roster up there, Jeff? Yes, I do. I do so, actually. So uh, you you like this roster a little a lot because I think, uh, as you just tweeted, the the infield is pretty stacked, isn't it? Yeah, that is a
1: that is a really talented group. Um, you know, I would say the highlight there is Noelvi Marte. Now, the Cincinnati Reds previously with the Mariners, um, you know, he he's an exciting player. I haven't I've seen once but i haven't seen over an extended period of time uh so he's one guy in particular i'm i'm pretty excited to see another system um compatriot in matt McLean, uh who i haven't seen live i don't think since the 2019 cape codley if i'm not mistaken that's the last time that i saw McLean. i don't i don't think he was in the futures game roster um if he was then i guess i did see him but Uh, So that's sort of like the, the, the pairing uh, there in the the middle infield potentially uh, for the desert dogs. That's, that's pretty interesting. Um, You know, your beat Vivas from the Dodgers who I saw for a series earlier this year in the Midwest league, Um, you know, solid uh, hit tool type of guy. The numbers I think were probably maybe a little bit above what the ability was um, back in 2021, but he's a really solid bats a ball guy Uh, there. You know, there's, some sort of sneaky pop there as well. I think I saw him Homer uh, in the series at Lake County, Um, you know, other guy that really sticks out for me. And I'll, I'll give you a random footnote because I've been uh, digging in some sort of season ending stats over the last you know week or so Edward Julian um, you know, former uh, war Eagle from Auburn um, now with the Minnesota twins, not a great defensive player, but I've heard, you know, second base, he's fine. Um, He is, as far as I know, at least since 2006, the only player to have in consecutive seasons uh, a 400 OBP and 15 or more home runs and 15 or more stolen bases. And he's done it in 2021 and 2022. So I think he's one of the more underrated players uh, in the minors and particularly offensively. And he could be a guy that, that really tears it up in the fall. just because got approach. He's got some power. He's you know he's got some speed. Can do a lot of things. He can play a few different positions. Um, could be sort of an exciting breakout for him. Uh, you also got Andy Páhez there, of course. Um, you know in the outfield, uh, huge power. You know the numbers. I think overall he's had 25 plus home runs in consecutive seasons. You know a lot of talent there as well. Uh, anybody else in this Glendale? roster um that you're excited to see in particular josh because you'll be out there fairly early so if there's a chance of you seeing a majority of these guys it's probably you more so than me when i'm
0: out there in early november well you took all my guys you selfish northeasterner but uh there's a there's a lot of guys I, i like to see um vivas is high on my list i'm always intrigued by the guys who walk more than they strike out and i believe Vivas has the biggest walk to strikeout differential this year. one of a, a very, I think it's last time I looked with I don't remember, remember the number. It was this very select group of guys who have more walks than strikeouts outside of the complex leagues. So I'm interested to see what that looks like. and uh, I'm, I'm guessing it will hold up in the fall league, considering um, strikes are scattered um, in the fall league, and that's especially true in the early going. Um, when some guys are still a little rusty, they're coming off a little bit of a break, um, and they're you know they're they're just getting back into it, and the, the controlling command is not usually there. So that'll be interesting to see what he looks like out there. Austin Martin uh, with the Twins is a guy. Obviously, they picked up in the Barrios trade from from the Blue Jays, and you know he had a high draft pedigree, but really hasn't lived up to to this point. So he's an interesting. Guy who can go out here and, and maybe rebound a little bit in the fall league. uh Reese Hines has huge power, which you know, I, I'm a guy who loves loves me some loud tools, and he's got, you know, arguably some of the biggest power in the fall league. Uh, there's a lot of really powerful young men in this fall league this year. Um, pa Hayes is high on my list as well. There's not a whole lot in the way of pitching on this club. And frankly, the, the pitching right now in the fall league is light this year. It's Last I checked, there was one top 100 prospect among the six rosters, and uh, that's Quinn Priester on, okay, I'll be honest, whichever team the Pirates is on, I haven't committed the, the each, each team's five big league clubs to memory yet, but I think he's the only top 100 guy right now. That said, uh, the lack of big names from these pitchers doesn't necessarily mean they won't produce big leaguers. You might have some guys who I'm sure pop on your uh, neck of the woods, uh, your your analytic numbers, because Jeff is our most analytically inclined staff member. I'm sure there's guys who really uh, ring a lot of bells in that world and we'll be seeing in the big leagues whether they're starters or bullpens later in the year. But, you know, they have yet to prove that in the fall league. So I'll be interested to see who kind of pops up. Uh, With that, let's move on to...
1: Did Emmett you? Sheehan. Emmett Sheehan's the guy okay. in this team uh, that I like quite a bit. Um, great fastball, low launch. Uh, Boston College guys had a really good year. Um, Dodgers pitching prospect. Of course, it's a Dodger on on Glendale. Um, so, yeah, he's the guy I would say that I, I probably have, have um, honed in on the most to being like, all right, that's the guy that I want to see. Just want to see how he's updated, um, you know, how he looks versus... I looked at Boston College and I saw, you know, a fair bit of them then uh, Christian Roa from Cincinnati is another one um, that's kind of interesting, too. But yeah, overall, I mean, it's a lot of relievers, I think, consistently <laughs> throughout all these rosters. But like I thought I saw Kyle Hurt last year and I don't think he was probably a big name coming in, but um, really nasty stuff. And um you know, that's one of those like sticks in your mind. You're like, all right, you know, it wasn't bad. Devin Sweet has really good changeup. Like, you'll see good pitches and and interesting um, early farms, I think. But yeah, the days of seeing like five or six like top 100 starters, it seems like those have, have uh, are, are, you know, have, are long gone by.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, last year's highlights were Owen oh, White, um, Mackenzie Gore. I missed Mackenzie. He was there. He got, he left right before I got there. Mm-hmm. Um, and Caleb Killian, uh, among starters last year, but I've seen Marcus Stroman in the fall league. I've seen Max Fried in the fall league. Uh, I'm sure there are other arms. Yeah. Forrest to... Whitley when he was a. Forrest junior Whitley. Junior junior oh yeah. The time it was a big deal. Oh Nate yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taiwan Walker, uh, Archie Bradley. There's a lot of, um, James Caprillion was really good in the fall league one year. Um, now, there's a lot of guys who, who yeah. you know, used to come by with big pedigree, but right now it's, it's a lot of guys who are interesting um, or could be interesting or a lot of guys who might be fighting for spots on the 40-man roster because the Rule 5 somewhere, JJ's, uh, his ears perk up, is just around the corner too. It'll be the first Rule 5 since 2020. Um, so we've got the next roster, which is Mesa. And the Mesa Solar Sox um, this year have the Cubs, obviously, because they play at Sloan Park, which is the Cubs' spring training home. And this year, their four uh, compadres are the A's, Marlins, Yankees, and Rays. So a couple AL East guys, an NL East club, and an AL West club. And looking down at this roster, uh, the highlight is Jason Dominguez, who, you know, has really 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 picked it up you know he, he was in a tough spot he was one of if not the most hyped prospect i've ever been around at that ba um and then unfortunately the pandemic happened so his debut really couldn't happen officially and then it happened last year and he was pretty good and this year he started out pretty good back at low a And really kicked it into high gear at Hudson Valley. That's high A Yankees for 40 games. And now is in Double A for the last week of the season. And then the playoffs with the Eastern League Somerset Patriots. So he is the highest profile name on this roster. And I guarantee you he's going to draw crowds. I bet you they're similar to what Tim Tebow drew a few years ago in the fall league. And that's saying something. Because that guy had just a mob of fans with him everywhere he went. Um, But I think Dominguez is gonna rival that. Their outfield is really strong too, not just Dominguez. Brennan Davis, who's making up some time from injuries, as are a lot of guys in this fall league. Uh, Futures gamer Denzel Clark from the A's. Another big fella Lawrence Butler from the A's. A Rays breakout guy. Shocker, a Rays starter, a Rays uh, prospect who's come out of nowhere. Mason Auer, he's really interesting in the infield. Matt Mervis, one of the best overall performers in the Fall League this year. Duke alumnus who's just, who's hit his way from high A to triple A in one year and has the lead or is near the lead in just about every power-based category in the minors. Uh, Jose Salas, a really exciting Marlins uh, middle infielder. Um, And then Joe Mack with the Marlins who's a really interesting catcher but missed most of the year with injuries. Uh, Jeff, who do you like on this roster?
1: Yeah, I'll uh, throw a name out there from the, the pitching ranks. And surprisingly, it's an Oakland Athletics pitcher, a uh, guy that was taken in 2021 out of Gardner Webb, six foot five right hander, Mason Miller. Um, this guy sits 99 miles per hour in his fastball, has touched one he He's got decent hop, sort of the heavy bore shape. So he gets a good amount of run and ride in the fastball. Um, his average spin rate. Be ready for it, Josh, on the foreseen fastball. 2,600 RPMs. Had a 40% whiff rate this year on the pitch. Also lands it for strikes over 70% in terms of strike rate. Really small sample size, obviously. You know That's one of the reasons he's here in the fall league. Um, primarily fastball slider guy. He was a really hard slider, as you would imagine. Um, mid to high 80s consistently. Probably has one of the harder sweepers, um, close to a foot of sweep on average. You'll see out there um, less spin actually on that pitch, but a little bit more transverse, Um, really interesting pitch. Like this guy could come in and be um, sort of that guy. Was it Gregory Santos last year that would come in and all of a sudden just the, the pure stuff would sort of like capture your eye. His fastball is probably better than Santos's was. Um, And, you know, quite frankly, this is one of the best one, two punches in the league. I would imagine he's going to be strictly one inning, uh, relief, but this guy could be, you know, potential back end of the bullpen type of arm long-term if, you know, health and, uh, the strike throwing remain.
0: You know, they have, um, they have two guys or three guys, the A's who are interesting on this list. Their trick, their big trade acquisitions, JT Ginn, uh, who came over in the Chris Bassett deal from the Mets and Ryan Cusick who came over from the, braves in the matt Olson deal they'll both be out there so they should be fun to watch uh yeah those are the those are the big names on this list sandy gaston last year or uh, last year made some waves because he throws really really hard too uh yeah, he's, a, yep. he's a he's a big feller as well uh so he should those those four guys should be yeah really fun for mesa plus you know all the position players we mentioned yeah a lot of good position guys. Joe Mack
1: too. He's so young. Um, surprising to see him out here, but uh, well,
0: it's just cause he got like 40 games this year.
1: Yeah. But you know, cold weather kid um, had a lot of hype just in terms of the bat and pedigree, you know, everyone, you know, has always thought he could hit. And, you know, I think we've seen with sort of that archetype that it takes a year sometimes more for them to really like get their feet under them and, and get assimilated in, and, in pro ball. Some of these, you know, cold weather position guys. So It wouldn't shock me if, you know, Mac had a good fall league or at least picked up some things. And, you know, that was like sort of a springboard to a really good 2023. So uh, he's an interesting one for me.
0: And then with that, we will move to the Peoria Javelinas, which has, in addition to the standard Padres and Mariners who play at Peoria uh, during spring training, it has Guardians, Mets, and Nationals prospects. And this roster, I'll let you start off. Who do you like uh, on the, the javelinas, the feisty pigs of the desert?
1: Yeah, um, you know, on the position side, uh, there's a lot of you're know, really solid players here. I think you could have some of like the sleepers of the fall league in this in this infield. Maybe a guy like Will Frizzell, uh, for example. But Jackson Merrill, I think that's probably the guy that sticks out the most. One of the youngest players in the fall. You know, you wrote that. 12 youngest players uh, in the AFL. That's over on uh, Baseball America. Check that out. It was a really good piece. Um, He's one of the youngest players, obviously, in the league. Robert Hassel, a third, um, who I've seen before. Excited to see him again. And, you know, Josh Mears, um, who I don't know if they're going to keep him in center. I've watched a few games recently where he's been center field. Hasn't been awesome. I mean, the skills are there, but he still doesn't necessarily feel for the position. He is unbelievable power so uh he's another guy to watch sometimes those guys particularly in arizona without weather and the pitching as we're talking about sometimes those guys can break out a little bit and put up some loud numbers so he's somebody i think that could be fun to watch um and then adam macko uh from seattle lefty with an unbelievable curveball so uh yeah kind of interesting uh haven't seen him live previously i believe he's canadian if i'm not mistaken he certainly oh, is well but canadian via Slovakia is it if I'm not I think that's correct I think too. that's actually correct um so he's just an, a really interesting pitcher uh, for me somebody if he's still out there when I'm out there I you know I might even set up an interview talk to him about his pitch grips and some of the things he's doing because uh he gets some really interesting shapes and he's a little different
0: on that roster you know yes I I'm very excited to see Merrill he really opened my eyes in spring training this year and then dealt with injuries for most of the season um, Josh Mears, like you mentioned, is going to put up power that, you know, um, rivals Reese Hines and a few other guys that we're going to talk about, uh, on rosters to come. But, you know, one of the guys I'm really excited to see is Angel Martinez of Cleveland. They have so many middle infield talents. It's silly. Um, Brian Rocchio, um, you know, in big leagues, they have Ahmed Rosario and I'm blanking on the other guy's name, uh. They have Jose Taina. They have Angel now They have Andres Jimenez. Of, Andres Jimenez, there you go, is the other guy I blanked on. Um, they just have middle infielders and in spades, and this guy is as talented as a lot of them. He should be really fun to watch. He's, he's not going to, I don't think, have one particular standout tool, although he will he will impress you in a lot of different areas. Yeah, so he's an, interest, he's an interesting guy. Um, I'm excited to see Hassel, too. I think I saw him a little bit in spring training. Former football player, Brandon McIlwain, is on this roster as well. Uh, on the pitching side, oh, no. Just changed the wrong roster here. Uh, oh, that's there right. right there, me. there we go. We're back. Mike Vassel. Um, Mike that's Vassel. Big big, Former big Massachusetts right
1: superstar in high school now here in the fall league. But uh, after his first pro season and – A good year, good stuff too. He's he's one that I really think is
0: exciting. Alec Jacob from the Padres got some buzz in one of our recent org reports. Uh, Brian Wu has been getting a little bit of love lately. I know you know Jeff has been pinging me about him all the time. (laughs) I like. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Yeah, those those are the main guys. I did see Mako in spring training a little bit. He wasn't at his best that day. I think it was was Mako versus Owen White, which is. Fall League Superstar past and be Fall League yeah. Superstar future. Uh, he wasn't at his best that day, but he did break off a few really nice break balls, like you said, and a few really nice change-ups. So those are the highlights of those rosters. And that's the first three rosters we're, we're going to talk
2: about. And we'll get to the next three rosters right after this break. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. And we
0: are back. And now, Jeff, we're going to move on to the gem of the Fall League rosters for now. Salt River. The Rafters are overflowing with talent. The Cardinals sent the guys. The Cardinals sent all their studs. um, Not all their studs. A lot of their studs. Uh, Jordan Walker is notably going to play the outfield in this league. He started it this year in the regular season, but he's listed as an outfielder on this roster. Mason Wynn, he of the triple digit throw in the futures game is here. And tank hence the electric armed right-hander who uh, I believe just pitched his last game of the season in the uh, Florida state league division series because the Mets bounced them. So he's done for the regular year and he should light up some radar guns uh, in the, uh, in the fall league and break off some nasty changeups and some nasty breaking balls. He's as exciting as a pitching prospect as there is in the low minors period fall league or not. So beyond those guys, it's not just the Cardinals guys, either Zach Veen and warming Burnabell are coming from the Rockies. And they're both really interesting prospects. Uh, Jordan Lawler being sent for the guy. He's the hot, the second highest ranking uh, prospect on the league on the list. Walker is the, the first highest ranking. I believe he's number seven on our list. Uh, we've also got Davis and Dela Santos, who is the youngest prospect in the fall league. And he has, as of now, the most home runs by any player who is currently 19 or younger in the minor leagues, 22, and he's already in double-A. Um, Addison Barger, who got a lot of really uh, uh, strong votes for best throwing arm in the Northwest league this year. And, yeah, Cold Keith, who I know was on your radar pretty strongly until he got hurt. Um, there's a lot to love on this Salt River roster, and we didn't even talk about the pitching except for Tink Hentz. Mm. Yeah, I would say, you know, this is
1: probably, you know, we talked about the infield group, um, you know, earlier with, uh, with Glendale. Um, I, I think this is by far... Probably the most talented team overall, probably the most talented infield. You can make some arguments, uh, you know, in the outfield, certainly with Zach Mean and Jordan Walker playing together. Parker Meadows had a really good season this year. He's shown a lot of development. Big, tall, um, kind of a different bodied sort of athlete than his brother. Looks more like a small four or something in the NBA. Uh, Zach Britton, um, you know, he's been a really good sort of all-around um prospect i don't know if he's anything more than maybe an up and down guy but kind of productive kind of interesting seems like a guy that could maybe potentially break out out there mike antico had a really bad start beginning of his year saint john's guy i think for maybe three or four years i don't think he was a grad transfer if it was 2020 of the extra year went to texas gets drafted you know in 2021 tons of speed you know 70 base runner center field profile. He's got some power, gets on base as well. Uh, kind of an interesting player. So across the board, really good. Love Addison Barger here. Um, Call Keith, as you mentioned, Jordan Lawler, um, Mason, Wynn. Mason, Wynn engaged workman, like if they had workman at third base, Mason, went at shortstop, um, that's like just unbelievable range in the left side of your infield. Uh, there's so much you could have, you know, going right there. I uh, doing Dingler probably one of the best defensive catchers they're a really strong defensive team they can hit as well they have firepower on the mound with guys like Blair Cal- uh, Calvo from uh, Colorado have seen a bunch in Hartford I think he's been on high as 98 99 might have even touched 100 uh, Hagen Danner converted uh, position player uh, he throws really hard when he's healthy um, you know Tink Hens, as you mentioned uh, Peter Lambert, who I'm pretty sure, like, has been in the big leagues, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> JB Bukowski has been in the big leagues. Um, Ryan Lotus, who was the last guy that I mentioned here, I think is a really, really interesting story. Um, he was a D three guy. At least signed as an NDFA um, after last year, and he's already, um, you know, in his first full professional season, has worked his way up to to AAA. Um, so he's a he's a really interesting one for me. Um, probably a relief option maybe for the Cardinals as soon as next year. Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of, a lot of really interesting arms. Tyler Madsen, you who know, I haven't seen since he was in college. They're just a, a bunch of names that bring it back a little bit.
0: Joey Wentz too. That's that's three, uh, three big leaguers, Bukowskis, Lambert and Wentz. Yeah. Then let's move on to the Scottsdale Scorpions, uh, which will have players from where did it go? I don't know why this thing keeps doing this on. It's all right. I got it in front of me if you want me to uh, Yeah, go ahead, go ahead and read the teams. Go ahead and read the teams and give your opinion. All right, yeah.
1: So um, we have uh, Scottsdale here. That is San Francisco. That is uh, the Giants, the Angels, the Orioles, the Red Sox, and the Braves. Um, going through this roster, you know, I think some of the big names that, that jump out to me, particularly a strong Red Sox contingent, I think they had seven or eight different names here. Led by Nick York, Nico Cavadas is going to be out here as well. Um, you know he's obviously slowed, the, slowed up a little bit in in uh, Double A, but still gets on base a ton of power. He's a lot of fun to watch. Sleeper from that group is definitely Steven Scott, uh, catcher formerly from Vanderbilt. He's kind of always put up good offensive numbers. I've heard good things from pitchers that have worked with him uh, about his receiving, and he's kind of interesting uh, from the. The Angels side of things, they have a couple of uh, interesting infielders here. Younger guys in Warren Blakely uh, coming off a really good year and Karin Paris. Um, Heston Kerstadt, probably another one of the big names, as well as Louis Matos from the Giants. Um, guy who I saw earlier this year, who I've kind of touted a little bit, uh, just based on the totality of plate skills plus defensive profile. That's uh, Justin Henry Malloy, um, really like him as well. Also, Reed Trimble, uh, who was a 2021 draftee, if I'm not mistaken, and then was actually injured most of this year. It might have been 2020. But um, really interesting group overall, positionally. Um, you know, I think from the pitching side, a couple of names jump out here. Will Bednar, obviously, was a first rounder in 2021. Um, uh, other guy, Noah uh, Den- Denier from Baltimore. Or big right hander uh with two good breaking balls. I think he throws pretty hard, but the shape is kind of eh. in. I've heard some good things internally uh from my my Orioles folks on him. Um, Bad Ward, I think is a really interesting arm. Uh coming back from injury he's pitched fairly well. Uh prior to that, it you know, later round guy really pitched himself into sort of the picture as a prospect. Uh we'll see how that sort of recovery continues. You got your boy Jacob White here and then uh, Carson Wisenhunt, who uh Another twenty twenty two pitching drafty that uh, is playing in the fall league, just like uh, Kumar Rocker.
0: Yeah, I was waiting for you to mention Wizen Hunt. You know, he's. It's, it's. I find it funny that I never saw him in East Carolina. You know, we, you know, I'm in North Carolina, and East Carolina is only a couple hours away. But I will see him uh, four hours away by plane in Arizona. I assume. Uh, yeah, you wonder- mentioned Jake. Go ahead.
1: Oh, one thing I want to throw out there: I wonder if he's the first guy. I was wondering if it was last night that's played in the Cape Cod League and the Arizona Fall League within the same calendar
0: year. Sounds like a uh, a research project for you. I know um, Jacob Webb. You mentioned I liked him really early in the year when I went to see Marcelo Mayer, and he didn't play that first game. Um, it's funny I went to see him and Blaze Jordan, and neither of them were in the lineup. that was fun. But Jacob Webb came out of the bullpen and really shoved. I think he's had an okay year. Uh, Sugasti with the Giants, it's catcher who got some really good reviews. The numbers might not be the loudest, but scouts really liked him. He gets the bat on the ball a lot. He's got really good catch throw skills. And they brought another catcher. There's Andy Thomas, who they got from the Mariners this year. Um, Cesar Prieto had a lot of buzz from the Orioles uh, at some points this year. And he's, Still fighting for a playoff spot with the Bay Sox of Bowie right now. Nick York, this is the all-rebound team. Nick York and Luis Matos both came into the year as top 100 prospects and have scuffled and been injured enough that they play their way off it. Um, I still believe in Luis Matos. He had a really strong September and has had a really strong, albeit two-game postseason. I believe tonight, they can win a championship. They, uh, they played their first two games at PK Park, and they won them both there, thanks to in, in part to an Andy Thomas Grand Slam, who's you know, also in the Fall League. But he was a guy, Matos, who had a really loud 2021 at low A, and then this year was kind of caught in between approaches and struggled a little bit and also got hurt. But there's still plenty of talent there. I'm not particularly interested in him because I do that system. So I'll be really interested to see him for the first time. Logan, why it's really interesting. Well, he's, there's a lot to be interested about. He's, he's a guy who you think should have big time power, but he has been so passive at the plate that it's hard to get it out of him. Like you can, uh, I think I remember starting to see him at, at Louisville and try to get some open swings and he didn't take the bat off his shoulder once all game, which was kind of amazing, but he's on this roster. He's, missed most of the year with injury and he'll be kind of intriguing to see uh but yeah those are the main guys will bednar i saw in spring training this year and it was it was the stuff was down from his draft year that's that's really uh, universally what scouts saw this year so we'll see what he looks like in the fall league and frankly whether he starts in the fall league It might be time for him to go to the bullpen Last but not least, we have the surprise Sahuaros, which has players from Kansas City and Texas, obviously, and then Houston, Philadelphia, and Pittsburgh. And I will start this one. The group here is kind of interesting. We have Henry Davis, catcher from the Pirates, number one overall pick a couple years ago, who dealt with injuries this year. And I'll, I'll be honest, has probably been lapped internally. But as far as the, for the future for the pirates by Andy Rodriguez, um, it'll be interesting to see what he looks like out here, especially behind the plate. Uh, there's the Rangers sending their conversion guy Cody Freeman out here to continue catching and the, the pirates are also sending Blake Sable, who is not the highest profile guy, but they like him internally. There also is going to be Luis Angel from the Rangers. He got injured on his first at bat of the season. I was there. He tried to leg out a base hit, kind of tripped over those new bases, and uh, popped a hammy a little bit, and that was that. But he's really interesting when he's on the field. Carlos De La Cruz is listed as an infielder. I don't think that's correct. I think that's a typo, but I have not been able to get clarification on that. Regardless, I, I really don't think we're putting uh, O'Neill Cruz be be damned. I don't know if we're putting a six foot eight guy on the infield right now but wherever he plays he has massive power like the home run derby that's going to happen in this fall league this year there's there's going to be an actual home run derby a couple days before the playoffs if you put carlos de la cruz and jordan walker and josh mears and reese hines in that you might not ever get to the playoffs because it will just not end they will be hitting every single thing out which I'll take a small digression that reminds me of the 2017 Southern league home run derby between Gabriel Guerrero and Ronald Acuna that had to be stopped after five tiebreaker rounds because they just kept tying and people were worried that they were, those players were going to tear their shoulders out trying to continue to hit home runs and just do it into perpetuity. Uh, but, we'll, but they eventually stopped it and then the rains came and there was no Southern league all-star game that year. But it was hilarious fun to watch Acuna and Guerrero battle for. I believe the prize was a surfboard or a boogie board, which was pretty fun. Anyway, back to the fall league. Uh, another breakout guy that happened this year, or a couple breakout guys in the outfield. Matt Gorski had a really good year uh, until he got hurt uh, at A. He was a breakout guy at Greensboro. It's always hard to discern true breakouts at Greensboro because that is a hitter's paradise, and you can get fooled on guys. Tyler Gentry has been one of the best performers in the minor leagues this year. It's kind of popped on the Royals system. Uh, John, uh, John, Johan Rojas has been excellent this year uh, with the Phillies, really good blend of defense and kind of spark plug type offense. And Aaron Zavala with the Rangers, the great Oregon Duck, the great Eugene, Oregon native. So instantly my favorite player in the fall league. Uh, But he's got, you know, uh, a left-handed bat with, uh, uh, emerging power and bat to ball and on base skills he's a really interesting prospect in a really interesting system and i think i just talked about everybody on the roster jeff if i missed anybody you can go ahead and talk about him did you say anything about trevor hover i did not say anything about trevor hover
1: yeah i like trevor hover i know you probably don't but i do like trevor Hover i think he's like been a little unlucky sometimes in terms of some uh, balls in play, but like underneath it, there's some pretty good skills there. Uh, I'm excited to see Kumar Rocker again. Um, I haven't seen Sycama. It's funny. i have supposed to see Sykema three different times uh, throughout his times in the minor leagues. And every single time the game has been rained out or he's been scratched. So uh, if I actually see him this time, it will prove to me that TJ Sykema does ex- in fact exist and is not just an elaborate cl- uh, prank and ruse. Ah. I've so seen funny. him,
0: so he's real. Is he spectacular? I, I mean, yes. That those particular days, he was. <laughs> Christian Chamberlain
1: is the final um, arm here that uh, I'm really excited to see as well.
0: Uh, goes out of Northwest Arkansas,
1: actually, of all places. But um, no,
0: that's the uh, that's that's the minor league affiliate. I know, that I know. Oh, I see what you're saying. I think you said he. I I'm pretty sure he pitched at Oregon State, not he Northwest did. Arkansas.
1: He did pitch at Oregon State, but I'm saying, you know, he's with Northwest Arkansas and, uh, you know, had been in the Midwest league earlier this year, um, undersized, left-hander, really unique um, fastball traits and stuff. So uh, he's one that I like, you know, he's actually from Colorado.
0: I am pretty sure I saw him in college in a very memorable start. So I'm pretty sure if it was the same guy I'm thinking of, he came in for an inning against the Ducks. It's my first and only time I've seen the Ducks versus the Beavers, and he gave up a three-run bomb to Kenyon Yovan. Yovan, and all right, cool. I'm thinking my Ducks are gonna are gonna do what they're gonna do. This is gonna be you know one to remember. Well, he got bounced after one inning, and then Kevin Abel came in, and I think he threw eight either no-hit or one-hit innings. Yeah, and then uh, I was like, oh, you know, who, who is this? And uh, they went to the College World Series and won that year. So, or won? Yeah, yes, they won that year. Um, so that was uh, an interesting day. That's why I'll always remember Christian Chaber. that hopefully he, he gets a uh, little better memories than that. I know you love him analytically. I know we've talked about him before. Uh, he's he's, I think the, the Beavers have a, a way of producing guys that uh, you love analytically. Who was the guy the Cardinals took this year? I'm, I'm blanking on his name. You're
1: blanking on the name of one Cooper Jerpy. How offensive.
0: Well, that's what I'm here to do. Offend. <laughs> 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 yes, Cooper Jerpy was yeah you were really excited about. And I had a chance to go see him this year. And I said, no, I want to remain on vacation and not go see him. So I'll see him at some point. Um, other names on that list. We, we skipped over Quinn Priester. We mentioned him earlier before I couldn't remember where the Pirates were playing. But he's a really good, really good prospect. And he's had a good time this year in A. He missed the uh, first couple of months of the season or whatever it was with injury. So he's making up for lost time as well. Francisco Morales is a big leaguer who when his slider is on, it's nasty. It's really nasty. Um, and he throws really hard too. So he should be interesting to watch. I think that's it for these guys. Uh, any final thoughts you have, Jeff, on the fall league and what you're excited to see about this year? What did you learn from your last trip that you're going to improve upon this time?
1: Um, I'm going to stay on the other side of the valley or whatever this time. I'm staying in okay. Mesa,
0: actually. Um, I wonder if we're staying at the same place. I, I, well, I'm staying at the Sheridan Mesa. Well, I was going to say, don't stay where you're going to stay because you're going to get mobbed by groupies but we talk about it off air i have a
1: i have a a really for me you think i'll have some um how complimentary josh i'm just a lowly baseball writer here um but no i'm staying there because uh, i'm speaking at the baseball hq conference and that's where everybody's staying and there's a a discounted rate uh for folks that are participating so
2: i'm gonna i'm gonna take that
1: and pass it along to a good old uh employer here in baseball america so plus i think it's cool to be like that close to the park mesa has a pretty exciting team maybe i can just like look out my 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 window like one morning and sitting there writing a story and there's jason dominguez just taking some extra bp you know hitting some nukes at my hotel window i don't know josh it's a possibility i like to dream. so uh but i'm staying over there i stayed on the other side last time just kind of want to experience life on this side this time over close to scottsdale um you know, get some grill a little bit more often we have to get some yeah. grill. Um, looking forward to getting some good <laughs> Mexican food. I had gotten some with uh one of my scout's friends out there the last time toward the end of the trip. We're gonna try to do that a little bit earlier this time. Um, yeah, and uh um I'm just getting a rent a car from uh the the airport as opposed to uh last time I tried something out and I had a get an Uber to a car that was like 25 miles away. And it was this whole process and, oh, it was, <laughs> it was a nightmare. So this time I'm, it's going to be nice and easy peasy. And, and uh, I know where I'm going or I'm staying driven there before kind of know what parks I want to be around, what clubs I want to be around. So uh, with the rosters coming out now, I feel pretty good about my decisions.
0: You know, what's funny. You say, you know, where you're going, all the things that so you must be directionally inclined, which I am not. Like I said, this is my ninth fall league. If you dropped me at Mesa and said, Josh, get to Surprise, I'd probably die before I got there. Like I, I need without without GPS or whatever. There's no <laughs> way I would get there. Well, I, could, said, I,
1: could totally, I could totally get there.
0: Yeah, I could totally I, get I there I absolutely now. couldn't. There's oh. no, ch- shoot, a couple of years ago, I, <laughs> I lost, uh, I, I almost got lost or forgot how to get to Zebulon from my house, which is kind of embarrassing considering uh, I live 40 minutes from there and have been there hundreds of times, but come opening day, I was like, how do you get to Zebulon? Oh, I don't remember at all. But no, every time I get to to the Fall League, it's like, all right, if I'm at uh, Salt River and I need to get to Glendale, got to (laughs) plug it into the old GPS. All right, where am I now? Oh, Oh, you are, oh, you're in California, oh no. I'll roll up uh, to, to Eugene, Oregon by accident. Um, <laughs> no, it's yeah, we could do a whole podcast on my directionally challenged ways. Uh, oh, but I thought you gonna say we could do a whole podcast in the AFL and I was gonna say Josh, we in fact just did. Uh, we could do four or five hours on the AFL. We could do it, we could do a podcast every time there's a there's a roster change. Just like a breaking news with bear and parrot. And such has been added, such and such. It would just be a
1: live stream, Josh. Let's be yeah
0: (laughs) Yes, it would just be a live stream of me refreshing the podcast or the the, the AFL rosters and uh, waiting to see who is in, who's out, who I'm going to see, who I'm going to get video of, all that good stuff. But we've rambled on for long enough. I think you have things to do with your day. I, in theory, have things to do with my day. Handbook season is upon us, minor league player of the year season is on us. It is, uh, there's never a downtime at ba but the uh, the second season prospect season is starting to ramp up so unless you have any final thoughts jeff i will say for jeff in massachusetts i'm josh in north carolina have a good day everyone and happy fall league roster day oh and happy jackson churio versus yuri perez day that should be the most exciting matchup in the minor league tonight see you later everyone bye